everybody. Welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network. It is women's semi-final night, and the five-pick win streak was ended by Felix Auger-Aliassime covering against Daniil Medvedev. Almost beating him outright, being two sets to love up, but Medvedev does come through. We'll get to those men's semifinals in tomorrow's video. For now, we're focusing on the women's semifinals that will play take place tonight or on day 11 down under. We'll try and get back on the winning track here. Just one pick. There's only two matches to analyze here. I'll break them both down, but I only really have a pick on one of them. And so let's begin with that. Soon as we make sure you like this video, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, comment with who you think is going to win this title. The first Grand Slam of the year on both the men's and women's side. And then, of course, head on over to Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets, The Mix, at your favorite podcast app. All right. The play for me is Ashley Barty. Plain and simple. You just, you can't fade her at this point. And I almost wonder how you can't afford to not back her at minus four and a half games, especially when that price is at minus 105. There's a few books hanging in minus 105 right now. And if you have access to a minus 105 there, you have to take it. For all the same reasons we went over in a previous video. Let's get through that again, though. First, she's in absolutely incredible form. I have not seen someone start a season like that that I can remember off the top of my head, maybe ever, especially on the women's side. She has not lost a match. Again, she has covered every single match by five or more games. We talked about that when we backed her at minus five and a half against Pagula, and she beat her 6-2, 6 love, or 6-love, six 6-2, six one or the other. Either way, she beat her by 10 games. She is, she, no one can stop her. And the thing is, Madison Keys is in great form herself. And it's it's kind of like a, not career rejuvenation, but certainly career resurrection, if you will, from the Madison Keys who had made deep runs at slams all the time. She's got, you know, that, that nickname has been coined, Madison Slam at Keys. It's where she has played her best tennis in the past. She's doing so again here. Problem is, Ashley Barty has seen this type of player. If you recall back to Amanda Anisimova, she beat her in straight sets, beat her by five games, one of the only three players to limit her to a five-game win, which sounds mind-boggling to me. Um, but that was the best result we've seen. Keys, very similar, probably a bit more error-prone, probably a, a tad less rally tolerance or, or ability to stick in the long rallies, if you will. And again, as I've said throughout this week, we want to know how a player like that is going to deal with the best slice on the women's tour. Madison Keys really hasn't had to deal with that low-bouncing ball that's going to prevent her from being aggressive and finding her big shots. And unless she's going to serve you know, out of her absolute mind on first serve and pick up a ton of free points, it's going to be really tough for her to keep this match close, just as it's been tough for everyone. That's not a knock on Madison Keys. It has been tough on everyone playing Ashley Barty to keep matches close. Four and a half games is not a tough ask for her at this point. She has not shown any signs of slowing down as she did in years past in front of her home crowd. Last year was the quarterfinal. She was up 6-1, kind of stumbled against Karolina Mahova. She blew through the quarterfinals this time, had a big first set, and didn't look back. In fact, got better in the second. And so I really do think that, you know, those jitters, those nerves, they're out of her system in front of her home crowd. And now she's just rolling. Let's go ahead and back Ashley Barty minus 4.5, minus 105 against the American Madison Keys. The other matchup features a really interesting one for me. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying there isn't a pick on this one, but I do want to break down the match a little bit, talk a bit about what each player is going to be looking to do. First, it's Iga Shriatek versus Danielle Collins. When I when this line came out, I can I can see it at Odds Portal. Um, I would have probably backed Danielle Collins around plus 170. That being said, it's been bet down below plus 130. Seems about right. Iga's a very deserved favorite. And there's a couple things that concern me here for Danielle Collins. One, 
Iga Shriantek is probably that hybrid between Alize Kalne and Elise Mertens, where she's going to have the rally tolerance of both. Uh, she may not have the power from the ground as Mertens can generate, but her forehand has really improved. She's landed over 60% of her first serves in, in you know multiple matches over the past two weeks, and she's won those first serves at a high rate. She's not going to be as easy to break as Carnet, and I think she's actually going to hold as well as Elise Mertens, and that could be a problem because you remember Collins had a lot of struggles with Elise Mertens in that match, a lot of struggles. Secondly, Collins has really concerned me this this the last two matches as we get down to the latter stages of the tournament with her ability to be consistent, whether it be playing with a lead, her aggressive style, and the fact that she actually can play longer rallies from the baseline with how hard she hits is actually really impressive, but she loses it when she gains that lead. Her aggressive style gets her out to a nice early lead. She blew it against Elise Mertens in the first set, three love to three, five, ended up losing the set. And against Kalne, she was absolutely dominant. Like I have not seen a seven, five set be more lopsided than that one. And you could see it on her face. She knew she should have won that first set rather easily. Uh, she blew her break lead while she was serving for the set. She got overly aggressive um, when she was on return trying to break for the set. She knew it, and she needed a 7-5. That kind of thing concerns me. You can do that against Kalne. I don't think you can do that against Iga Sviantek at this stage, who's been much, much better and who has more to her game and can hold easier. So if you do blow a break on your own with poor play and inconsistent play, Iga can come back and hold that very next game with relative ease compared to your last opponent. Also, her first serve percentage has been really shaky. Some sets at 60 to 65%, great. Other sets below 55%, and many sets in the last three or four matches, she's been below 50%. Now, her first serve is a great weapon, and she's going to win a lot of first serve points with it, but she's got to land it more often than that. Otherwise, Iga will punish you. Elise Mertens was able to punish her second serve when the first serve wasn't clicking. Iga's that way as well. Again, as I said in the last video, Kone is not someone who can do that right? She's someone who's going to look to extend rallies, but she's not going to take second serves and come up and smash them for winners if you leave them, you know, too central in the court and too short with, you know, too much air under it, if you get no pace on it. Iga can beat you that way. So I'm very concerned for Collins there. I do think she's got the bigger game and she should dictate a lot of points, but her inconsistencies have worried me. As for Iga, what worries me there? Look at the first set against Kaya Kanepi. When Kaya was landing 60 to 65% of her first serves in that first set, she won it. Players with really big serves like Collins and Kanepi can absolutely trouble Ego with their serve. The key, again, comes back to can Collins do that, not just for one set, but for two sets in the same match. And if not, I, I have Ego winning this match. Of course, she is more athletic. She does have enough potency from the baseline. She's more consistent, and her serve has been clicking. So I do think Ego's a deserved minus 140 favorite here. I wouldn't bet it at this point. If the market continues to bet on Danielle Collins, that's probably when I'd, when I'd get involved around the minus 120 mark uh, if that number becomes available. But thanks for watching, guys. We'll be back to preview the men's semifinals tomorrow. And if you want to keep track with tennis, if you've been enjoying the content and want to do this all year long, you can go ahead and follow me at Tidbits Tennis on Twitter. We'll be right on the banner below. We have podcasts there all the time. We'll continue to go right throughout the season, not just during the Grand Slams. Thanks for watching.